Welcome to One Word Check-In, the podcast for those who spend so much of their lives checked out. When we live our lives checked out, we run on autopilot and often miss the richness life has to offer. We can become disconnected from our relationships and ourselves. No matter how busy our lives are, it's important to periodically pause and check in with ourselves and others so we can stay connected to the present moment because that's where God is, right here, right now. The One Word Check-In is a common group builder activity that allows participants to summarize feelings in one word before beginning a discussion. This activity requires us to check in with ourselves and names our well-being for the day, week, or season of life. Hi, I'm Pastor Christy, and I invite you to check in. Think of one word that describes what you're feeling right now. You can pause if you need to reflect on just the right word. Sometimes it's difficult to limit to one word, so hyphenated words and phrases are allowed. Okay, it's time to check in. What's your word for today? I will now share a short reflection that's centered on one word that can be used in meditations and self-reflection throughout your week. Now the word is taken from scripture in which I will read before the reflection. I invite you to listen to the scripture for the word, phrase, or image that draws your attention. Get comfortable and open yourself to the word that God has for you today. Today's scripture is from the Gospel of Luke, and we will be reading from this gospel throughout our season of Advent. Luke 1, 5 through 25. In the days of King Herod of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly order of Abijah. His wife was a descendant of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Both of them were righteous before God living blamelessly according to all the commandments and regulations of the Lord. But they had no children, because Elizabeth was barren and both were getting on in years. Once when he was serving as priest before God and his section was on duty, he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and offer incense. Now at the time of the incense offering, the whole assembly of the people was praying outside. Then there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was terrified and fear overwhelmed him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you will name him John. You will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He must never drink wine or strong drink, 
even before his birth, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. He will turn many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. With the spirit and power of Elijah, he will go before him to turn the hearts of parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah said to the angel, How will I know that this is so? For I am an old man, and my wife is getting on in years. The angel replied, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. But now, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time, you will become mute, unable to speak, until the day these things occur. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondered at his delay in the sanctuary. When he did come out, he could not speak to them, and they realized that he had seen a vision in the sanctuary. He kept motioning to them and remained unable to speak. When his time of service was ended, he went to his home. After those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and for five months she remained in seclusion. She said, This is what the Lord has done for me when he looked favorably on me and took away the disgrace I have endured among my people. The word that drew my attention was sanctuary, which was used three times in the NRSV. Verse 9 says it was Zechariah's turn to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and offer incense. Verse 21 and 22 says the people who were waiting outside for Zechariah wondered at his delay in the sanctuary. When he did come out, he could not speak to them and they realized that he had a vision in the sanctuary. In all three instances, sanctuary refers to the most holy place, or the holy of holies in the temple, where God's presence resides. Only priests could enter the sanctuary and approach the divine presence. The people waited outside the sanctuary with their prayers and the priest would enter the sanctuary on their behalf to offer their prayers on the incense altar. Their prayers wafted to heaven through the incense as a sweet aroma to God. The people would wait for the priest's return from the sanctuary to hear if their prayers would be answered. Well, apparently Zechariah spent longer in the sanctuary than other priests, so they knew something happened while in the presence of God. Of course, he cannot tell them what happened as he came out unable to speak. I find that anytime I have had a great spiritual experience or felt the presence of God, I am also unable to speak about it at first. Not necessarily as a form of doubt, as Gabriel suggests, but because it's pretty overwhelming to understand such an incredible experience. It takes time to process. According to Nelson's New Illustrated Bible Dictionary, the word sanctuary is a holy place set apart 
for worship of God and for refuge from danger. The word is used to describe different places for worship in the Bible. The earliest sanctuary was the portable tabernacle where the Ark of the Covenant contained the Ten Commandments. When Solomon built the temple in Jerusalem, it became a permanent place of worship. Sanctuary became more specific as to the most holy place or the holy of holies in the temple. And in the New Jerusalem, sanctuary is used to describe God's holy habitation in heaven. Yet it is not confined to one specific holy place, as it is not limited to a place, but refers to the presence of God. All is made sacred and holy by God's presence in heaven. In this scripture, we see sanctuary as a physical place to worship God and for refuge as the people brought their prayers to God. Although the people were not allowed to enter the sanctuary, they found a sanctuary together in community. The angel Gabriel said that he stands in the presence of God as he delivers the good news of the birth of John. Although he was frightened at first, Zechariah must have found refuge in his answered prayer for a child. After Elizabeth becomes pregnant, she spends five months in seclusion, which was a time of sanctuary in which she cherished God's favor. Today, we refer to sanctuary as the place to worship God in church buildings, and we even consider God's creation in nature as a sanctuary. We don't have to wait until heaven to realize that God's presence is everywhere. Sanctuary is not limited to a place. It's a presence, and we can find the divine presence anywhere we open our hearts to it. Now, sanctuary for me is both a place and presence. It is not limited to one specific place, but I do find sanctuary for worship and refuge at church and ordinary places. My home is a sanctuary. I remember several years ago we were renting a home and I found myself restless and unsettled. The house wasn't a home. Because we were renting, I couldn't make it a home. This was during my first appointment as a church pastor, and we had just moved to a new city. Our kids were transitioning to new schools, new friends, new everything. Life had just gotten too much. There were too many firsts, and I needed a sanctuary. In my mind, it was a place. I needed a place to go to for peace. In a crazy turn of events, we happened upon a house on a hill, away from neighbors and noise. When we went to the open house, the word that came to me was sanctuary. There was even a sitting room that became my own sanctuary, where I spend my mornings in my prayer chair drinking coffee, reading scripture and devotionals, and watching the sunrise. 
It was quite amazing how my outlook changed once we moved here and I began my mornings in my sanctuary. Now, it's not the only place I find sanctuary because it is really just a room until I invite the presence of God to fill it. What really changed my outlook was God and being present in the presence of God. Sanctuary is sometimes a place, but always God's presence. It's a sacred space for healing when the world gets to be too much. It's where we can be our authentic selves without judgment and where we find rest so that we can carry on with the work God calls us to do. We can find sanctuary anytime and any place when we open our hearts for God to fill it. Thank you for listening to One Word Check-In. Subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. Grace and peace.